I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are, right? All right. Great to see you guys again. Uh, we have a really fun discussion today. I'm Jeff Luther, the Inspector Alliance. So glad to be back chatting with you. Um, for those of you union folks out there, you can go ahead and buckle up. Uh, we might strike a chord or maybe not. Um, I will say that I've gotten some complaints. My glasses uh, have glare from my computer monitor, so I am going glasses less today. I don't know if that would be glassless or glassesless today. Nonetheless, I don't have glasses on. Um, I have uh, progressive lens, so it's hard for me to see with my glasses on. It's hard for me to see with my glasses off. So today we're going glasses off. So I will stumble and fumble over my words and uh, probably pause a good bit and maybe even read some incorrectly. But you'll all be patient. Bear with me. Um, because we have this symbiotic relationship, right? I get from you and you get from me. So uh, what we're talking about today is inspectors that you have or in any industry, employees that you have, uh, particularly this falls into the service industry, that become more valuable with tenure. The argument is that the longer an employee has been with you, the more value they have. I'm not entirely sure I agree with that. Yeah, they... they um, they know more about the business. They know more about the company. That doesn't necessarily mean they have that same, same value structure or they keep those values. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, probably be able to argue both sides of that. Um, but are inspectors more valuable because they've been with you longer? Let's, we'll, we'll dig into that and try to find out. Um, I, I, this started, I used to be in a mastermind group with several other home inspection companies. There were 11 of us and we were from all over North America. We had a few from uh, Canada, Toronto, Vancouver. Um, and then the rest of us were from the States. And there was a guy in that was pretty heavy union. And he would unequivocally argue that at all costs, you save the inspectors that have been with you the longest. They were better, regardless, regardless of circumstance, because they knew more. You know, that was kind of his union side. For the union folks out there, this may be true for you too. And maybe that's even your experience. That is not necessarily my experience, because someone has been with us longer doesn't necessarily mean they're more value, or more valuable, rather. Um, and HR folks will always agree with that. They always say yes. They're, they say the employees are invested for the long haul. Um, are they? You know, I, I don't know. They're, they'll say that their experience with the company's systems, the company's processes, the company's cultures. Some could argue that maybe they've learned how to beat the system. I have a funny story about that, a union story. We hired a home inspector. This has been, gosh, probably... 10 years ago, but we hired a, an inspector. He was um, an apprentice and he was, he was working, I guess he was a low voltage, low voltage communication was the job, but I don't know if he was a low voltage electrician. Uh, I don't know what the apprenticeship was, but the, the apprenticeship 
I don't know what it was, but it was through the communications, the communications workers of America. Um, that was the union, and the job was with AT and T. So his first week on the job, he was telling us about uh, the union had negotiated where uh, I guess what would be equivalent of a journeyman and a master electrician in this particular field, the low voltage field, the communications field, the union had a, had a had negotiated where one of each had to be on every job. So let's say, well, in this example, the job was pulling wire on a roof. It was uh, it was a rooftop terrace with a swimming pool, and it was a, a union job, and they were pulling wire to wire up uh, the low voltage service up to this terrace. So they had phone, internet, all that kind of stuff, and it was from down in the parking garage, so it was probably two or three stories up. Um, well, he was the apprentice working on this job as well. And he said they had negotiated where one of each had to be on this job. And apparently what the goal was is they would rotate taking naps. And he said for the first week or so when they were on this job, he got to watch what would be the journeyman and then the master electrician. They didn't need two of them on the job, but the union had negotiated where there was always one of each on the job. So they just rotated taking naps. It was a really funny story, comical story. And, you know, the master electrician had been there longer tenure, longer period of time. So was he necessarily more valuable? I don't think so. Um, so some questions that bear asking for your current employees, those that have been with you the longest, if they're more valuable. Um, one thing I always think about, like one of our core values is hungry for growth. And there's some confusion around that. It's not... It's, we've been heavy in the interviewing process lately with several different uh, positions that we're filling, backfilling as well as the growth that we're experiencing. Um, and hungry for growth, people always confuse with growth of the company, growth for top line, growth for bottom line, growth for margin. It's not. Hungry for growth means your own individual growth. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in watching the people grow, seeing people grow. And I think I've used this example a couple of times on this podcast. But if you have someone that is, uh, that's in an admin position and they come to you and they say, hey, uh, I, I ultimately want to be a, a stenographer. I want to be a court reporter. And to do that, minimum requirements, I have to be able to type 90 words a minute. I can only type 60. I would like to take a course to learn how to type faster. Well, that doesn't necessarily help the company. It really helps the individual get to that job of stenographer, but the company gets to enjoy that ride all the way up, right? That faster typing, that learning. So that's what I'm more interested in. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And I don't want to align myself with anyone that's not interested in growing. So that's really what that hunger for growth is all about. So what are current employees doing now for their learning? Where do they get their information? Like for us as a company, you are required, if you're an inspector, you're required to be a member of ASHI, the American Society of Home Inspectors. And they require that we get continuing education credits every year. I think that's 24 hours every year that our folks have to have. So that for us is an added bonus. We have to go out and learn and have to get this, these CE credits. You can do it by means of, of ride-alongs with other inspectors, reviewing reports, speaking at trade shows, speaking to real estate offices on the topic of ASHI. So, so we're getting that learning through that piece as a minimum. 
Um, for us, with our organization, we also have a quality control process in place where all of our inspectors' reports are audited. Now, just by auditing them doesn't mean that we're necessarily helping those people grow, but the idea is that they have to continue to think and they get their, their reports evaluated and, and they review them with their peers. Um, so that helps us for sure. That's, that's for the good of the company. Auditing the reports helps everybody learn. I used to do this when I first started in the home inspection industry. I would pull reports like people would always put their sample reports on the on their website. I would pull their reports, print them off, and read them at night. I was getting all of the information I could possibly get. But that helps everybody learn. One thing that I see may be different from the way somebody else might see it. So when we audit reports, like somebody might think that uh, auxiliary is spelled with two L's, and somebody points out, that it isn't. So they're learning. Their their pattern has been that that's acceptable. Um, so auditing those reports helps us see things through a different lens. Uh, we have a pretty extensive six-week training program. So when we hire a new inspector, they go through our six-week training program that still does not cover everything that they're going to see out in the field. So that's why auditing these reports is huge where an inspector's been with us for four, five, eight, 10, 12 months, still hasn't seen a boiler in a home. So they're gonna put it in that report and just put a, put. they don't know what it is, it's a big piece of equipment down in a basement. Well, their superior, when they're going through and auditing that report, might know that it's a boiler. One, be able to correct the report, but also be able to talk to that inspector about what a boiler is, what it does, why we don't see them, um, and explain to them on a level where they might be able to, not might, explain to them on a level where they're now going to be able to identify and explain what that boiler is used for on their next report. So it's always about learning. Everybody learns when we're, when we're auditing reports. Um, do your inspectors actually want to grow? This will be a good drive for their desire to get their CE credits. If they actually want to grow or want to, to be better, um, that's one thing that I always look out for. We offer to pay for all of our inspectors to get their ongoing education or continuing education, any new certification they want to get, provided that it's a value to the company as well. And they all know that, and it's fun to watch those that do and fun to watch those that don't. And it's a, a distinct difference between the two. Um, we always want to know where our inspectors are getting their information. Where they get their information is going to determine if they're valuable just by tenure or not. We have a select group of inspectors in our company that are, that are highly skilled at new construction. So they do our, what's called a rough framing inspection. It's before the, the insulation and the drywall go into a home. So they see all the interior workings of the home. Um, this also lends to performing a final inspection on these houses. So what it sets this inspector apart in a couple of ways, their experience is different, right? Um, but also it lends to them talking to the trades a lot, the plumbers, the electricians, the roofers, the HVAC installers. Um, so as a result, they work with the tradespeople more often and, and also become a little more familiar and friendly with them. Um, in instance of large developments where we do multiple homes in a short period of time, they see the same faces. So they develop friendships, they develop relationships. Here is a, a real working example. Uh, one of our inspectors, a tenured inspector, been with us probably five or six years at the time, um, 
but I did a ride along with him and he's going through and doing the inspection. We're just kind of doing kind of a peer inspection really where I'm walking along. He's doing most of the work and he reaches over and he tests the pressure relief valve on the water heater. It's a little pressure valve of what's called a pop-off valve. Opens it up to make sure that water runs through it. So what are you doing? He said, oh, well, we need to test these on every water heater that we come across on every inspection to make sure they still work. It's like, when did we start training that? He said, well, we don't, but a plumber told me that we need to do it. And those of you that are watching that uh, are, are in the plumbing trade or in the home inspection trade, we know that's a terrible idea. That little gasket in there hardens over time. You pop it off and then it doesn't sit back in that groove in that little brass fitting to close that valve off com completely so water just runs through there. Where are they getting their information? So he, great inspector, but had gotten terrible information. It's kind of like that whole last advice is best. So he'd gotten terrible information, used that going through and doing his inspection. M more tenured inspector, inspector, but is he more valuable? In that instance, probably not, because we started to get a couple of complaints after the fact where people, his, the water had been running ongoing. They were having high water bills, and I didn't put two and two together, but that's where that came from. We all know that it's a terrible idea, but he, he didn't. Last advice is best. You know, we should have some kind of procedure in place to do like fact check when inspectors go a little bit off the rails. And I don't really know how to do that. Like we could say, hey, every time you hear new information from a trade, run it through the company or run it up the flagpole or whatever you want to call it. But it just doesn't happen. It's one of those things of trust. And, and if it's somebody that's in the trade, particularly a licensed plumber, you have a tendency to want to believe what what they tell you. Um, I can tell you from personal experience that inspectors that don't engage with your team, they are not going to stay the most valuable and the most seasoned for long. If they don't engage with the team and they are the most tenured, they're not going to stay the most valuable for long. What sort of mentoring are your senior folks doing? Uh, for, for new inspectors or for the trade organizations as a whole? Do they go to ASHI meetings? Do they speak at ASHI meetings? Do they write articles? Anything to keep them fresh, keep their mind working, keep them sharp. Uh, and it's funny because I just, just interviewed an inspector about an hour ago. Um, and we kind of got on that same topic where he admitted that he does get, get complacent. And this, this person I interviewed, he's been, in, he's been in this profession for over 15 years, owned his business for a short, owned his own business for a short time there, worked with large inspector firms, uh, super sharp guy, um, super sharp person and super sharp inspector. Uh, we were having a discussion about training and he said, you know, that, that would be great because it would force me to stay fresh, force me to continue to learn things a lot of times you're doing things and you get complacent, you forget why you're doing them. Um, so training someone not only makes you stay fresh, but also helps you understand why you've been doing what you're doing when you're explaining that to the trainee. Um, here, here's what I've seen happen over the years in terms of uh, older inspectors or more tenured inspectors not being part of the team and not being more valuable. The newer inspectors that engage and uh, and pass the season inspectors by by knowledge or by their thirst for knowledge or by wanting to be better by wanting to do more, um, 
they they get that knowledge from their peers and the people they report to. They find they find that source or they find their that fountain, so to speak. Um, then the folks that they report to, well, they have a job to do also, right? And the nature of people, we always want our job to be easier and more efficient. So we find people to delegate things to, or at least we should be finding people to delegate things. That's probably a good topic to have on here. Um, but we find people to delegate things to, or at least we try to find people to delegate things to. We want our jobs to be easier and more efficient. Um, so the folks they report to see the initiative that they take, uh, that these new folks take, and their desire to learn. So they kind of pull them into the fold of maybe management or maybe even training, and they want to see them do better. If they do better, then they help them with their job. And the way that I explain to folks in our organization that are in a leadership position, their number one priority is figuring out how to replace themselves. Right, and then and fear initially is usually struck into people when I say that. Not that they're we're interested in getting rid of them, but if you want to move up, you have to figure out how to replace yourself. So uh, the employee that you have, regardless of their tenure, how long they've been with you, if they don't engage the team or they're not interested in growing and being better, they're they're not more valuable in my experience. So these managers or these uh, these. Uh, senior leaders or people in leadership positions see this, see the, the inspectors, the younger inspectors, their initiative, their, um, their desire to learn, and they kind of pull them into the fold. They ultimately pass the tenured inspectors, and it's easy to see where there might be an opportunity for, uh, for resentment to be created there. Um, so going back to our, our example about the the two union workers being on the roof and they had negotiated that we always have two on any job in any place uh, so that they can alternate their sleeping pattern um, could be a good argument that just because someone has been with you longer doesn't mean they're more valuable. I think it's up to us as business owners to put systems in place to continue to challenge people, to continue to keep them being excited about their job to make sure they have something that they want to do to develop themselves and for the betterment of the company. Um, just allowing somebody to kind of drift along and be in the same position doing the same thing, we're probably not doing them any favors. And I will also add that if we're doing that, then yeah, maybe your more tenured inspectors probably are more valuable. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely a two-way street. And I think it's up to us as business owners to be sure that we maintain that practice of taking good care of our folks so that they can take good care of our folks, right? Until next time, I'll see you guys. I certainly enjoyed it and I'm so happy to be in front of you and uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one and we'll see you next time.